0: God of grace, God of mercy, may only your words be spoken. May only your words be heard. Amen. Just prior to the passage we heard this morning from the Gospel of Matthew, Jesus is talking with his disciples about what sounds like the end of the world. In this morning's reading, Jesus answers their question and mine. He certainly anticipates it, anyway. When, Jesus, when exactly will all of this happen? They want to be ready. I want to be ready. They want to be prepared. I want to be prepared. Ready for what, though? Right, Prepared for what, exactly? While many this morning will read these passages and interpret them to mean that Jesus is talking about the physical destruction of the world as we know it, the end times, what Jesus is really talking about is the turning upside down of the world. Just like we just sang. Just like we sing every week this Advent, the world, Jesus proclaims, is about to turn. And it won't be pretty when it does. But after it turns, oh, after it turns, it will be beautiful. It will be paradise. It will be, well, the kingdom of God here on earth. Jesus' followers want to know exactly when this turning will take place. But Jesus says, sorry, it's just not how any of this works. Just like Noah had no warning, although to be fair, he had enough time to build the ark. (laughs) The kingdom of God will break in suddenly even as we are about the most mundane tasks in our lives working in the field, or grinding grain. One will be taken, and one will be left. Yet, somehow, by the time St. Paul writes his letter to the church at Rome, the question of when has been decided. Now, St. Paul writes, Now is the moment to wake from sleep. Now is the time Jesus foretold. But how exactly does he define now? Now as in 2,000 years ago? Now as in the time of his writing? Or now, when we are here together, gathered, listening to his letter? And if so, How could he have known that now was going to be sometime later? You see my confusion. All Jesus tells his followers is that we are not to fall into the same trap as the homeowner who did not let his house get broken into. But wait, doesn't that make getting broken into a good thing? And wait doesn't make that make God the thief in the night? I think that's the point. God is the thief in the night. And using Jesus' metaphor and following his logic, God does not want us to know when God might arrive because God is afraid we will not let God break in when God does arrive. God knows us well enough, because while God made us, that we will be too busy trying to make God happen, that we won't be able to let God happen. What? Oh, I I thought somebody was calling me out. (laughs) (laughs) Guilty. (laughs) We won't. Right. If we have time to prepare, we won't let God break into our lives or break into our hearts. And God wants desperately to do just that. Perhaps the wisdom gained by the early church in the intervening years between Jesus' ministry on earth and Paul's letter to the community in Rome is that the key to be ready for the coming of Jesus into the world, isn't to be prepared for it to happen sometime in the future. But to live our lives, to live every moment expecting it to happen in the here and the now. To live our lives each moment as though it is already happening. The key to letting God break into our lives isn't to busy ourselves with behaving in such a way that we think will make God happen, but to live our lives every day, in every moment, with our hearts broken open, unarmed, and vulnerable to a break-in by God. Maybe the way to be surprised by God is to assume the surprise at every turn. To expect it. To look for it. To wonder where God is in the world around me. Not if God is in the world around me. Oh, maybe this is God, you might suggest to yourself walking down the street or waiting on hold, or looking in the mirror. Oh, maybe this is God. Maybe one is taken and one is left because one was expecting God to show up in the mundane details of her life, and the other was way too busy working to notice that God had, in fact, shown up. God will show up. But only the one who expects God to be there in the field or at the grain mill or in the meeting or in the street while raking leaves or shoveling snow while grocery shopping or visiting the sick, only the one expecting God to be there will know that God is there. Last week, Chris Dula and Andrew Tanis. Art Wing and Melissa Dula played in a band at a restaurant that was celebrating their second anniversary. They call their band The Embers because they traced their origin as a band to the campfire at the parish retreat. As I sat and watched them play, I saw the church at its best. God did this, I thought. God brought these folks together to create joy and connection. And my friends, when Sarah Dula, when Sara Dula joined Chris for a Lady Gaga duet, <laughs> I thought my heart was gonna burst out of my chest. Because in that moment, I saw God. I'm sure everyone there in the restaurant saw a nice group of people singing Wagon Wheel in front of them. <laughs> but I'm just not sure they expected God to show up in that restaurant in Dorchester on a Sunday night in November. I'm not sure how many were left, but this one was definitely taken. We sing the hymn. Were you there when they crucified my Lord every year when we say the Stations of the Cross? Were you there when they crucified my Lord, when they nailed him to the tree, when they laid him in the tomb? Because sometimes it causes me to tremble. Just as the coming of God into our lives is not bound by time, to some point in the distant future Christ crucified is not bound by time to some point in the distant past. Was I there when they crucified my Lord? Well, that depends on whether I have spent time looking for Christ in the world around me. But as Jackson Caesar sang this spiritual last night here at St. Paul's, and asked me that question of whether or not I was there when the sun refused to shine, I had to say yes, I was there. Yes, I was there when immigrant parents died on the border. Yes, I was there when young men of color were shot dead in the street. Yes, I was there when wars were raged on my behalf and when creation was stripped from my dependence on fossil fuel. Yes, Lord, I was there. Yes, Lord, I am there now. And yes, sometimes it causes me to tremble. And I was there when God broke into the world at the hospital bed of a parishioner in the conversation with a colleague over coffee, and on a retreat at a monastery. Yes, Lord, I was there, too, and sometimes it causes me to tremble. I was there when you were born into the world again this morning, and I will be there when you are crucified in this world again tonight. Please don't miss the ways God is crucified every day in this world by looking to the past for when it happened to Jesus on the cross. Expect God to be crucified today because he will be. And please don't miss the ways God's love and truth and mercy and justice is already breaking into your life today by looking and planning for the way God might break into your life some point in a distant future. Expect to be surprised by God today. The breaking in of God into our lives and hearts isn't meant to be a surprise It's not a pop quiz on our behavior. It's not a carrot meant to reward us or a consequence meant to punish us. Our God wants to break in all the time, is breaking in every day. Now is the time, and it need not come as a surprise.